Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. And now it's GEICO's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Before you ride, make sure your mirrors are clean and adjusted properly. And if you're going on a group ride, make sure the lead biker knows where they're going. Uh, Ed, quick question. Where are you taking us? Oh, I have no idea. Well, am I the leader? <laughs> because I was uh, following that dude with the red helmet. Where, Where is he? And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, GEICO could save you 15% or more. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Sam spinning the one and twos. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker who can find you the best rate out there for your insurance because he represents over 40 different carriers for auto, home, life, and renter's insurance. Give him a call. His number is 210-641-4000. That is Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese official sponsor of the sports grind all right so we're back here on the sports grind as as uh, i was telling you earlier right now we're going to be uh joined by um sports director at cbs 10 tampa evan klosky how you doing today evan I'm doing well, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. I take uh, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. Um, definitely want to talk. You know, it's football time and everything, but I wanted to talk to you personally because you've got a chance to buy experience of where you've been. Because I know you're from Long Island. You grew up in Long Island. You know, yeah. in the New York area. You you came down here to the 210 in San Antonio, and you worked for Kansas. You've been around those two type of sports cultures, and now you find yourself in Tampa now. From me down here from this perspective, I've been out to, I think, Orlando, Florida. That's the only parts of Florida. But Florida has had a rap about, like, well, are they really a sports town? Are they really this? Are they passionate? You know, it's always talked about, hey, the Rays have a hard time getting guys out, you know, fans out to games. But if you look right now where you're coming in the situation, I mean, they're coming off of a back-to-back Stanley Cup championship. That's the first time since the Penguins done it. And, of course, they get the GOAT to choose them, okay, a free agent to go to Tampa, and he gets it done in his first year. What is the vibe with that? With those kind of stigmas about Tampa and that reason? Is it a different vibe now? Is it really title town, or what are you vibing since you've had experience now in a different couple uh, markets covering sports? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's electric down here. Um, you know, I, I think, first off, it's crazy because the Bucks, I know historically speaking, have not been the world's greatest NFL franchise outside of a couple of spurts here and there, um, you know, they they haven't been great. You know, we, we can be honest, that's just a fact if you look at their records. Uh, having said that, though, uh, right now the we have a waiting list for Buccaneers season tickets. And if you would have told people here five years ago that there would be a waiting list at Ray hmm. J, uh, I think they'd laugh at you. But you know what? That's what Tom Brady does. And Tom Brady 
uh, has the heart of this town. I mean, we cannot cover Tom Brady uh, enough. Like, there is never – we really on Tom Brady watch. I, I go to practice, and it's like, hey, i got to get my five minutes of Tom Brady. Don't worry about everybody else just to make sure that, you know, I, I'm covered on the GOAT. Uh, so when it comes to football season, the anticipation for this upcoming year, especially with everybody returning, uh, we really cannot be at a higher level. So you can feel that. When it comes to the Lightning, uh, this is a very big hockey town. Uh, mm. And if you've never been to Tampa, it's – it's hard to understand that because it's such a warm weather climate. How can they be all in hockey? But Amelie Arena is in downtown Tampa. It is right there on the water. The location is as good as I've ever seen it for a professional franchise as far as like going down there and being able to walk uh, bars and, and just having like, you know, a lot of places section off these stadiums and, and create around those stadiums. And you have a little bit of a destination spot, but it's not really in the city. It's sort of hey, I got to drive out and then there's stuff to do. Like, it's in downtown Tampa. It's at the heart of Tampa. So the location there and also just the the theatrics that come before the game, I've never seen a better pregame experience than what mm. the Lightning do before a game with everything on the ice and the 3D stuff. It's nuts. It's, it's nice. a whole light show. You know, I, I and I, I get reminded of that because, you know, I was traveling uh, – going to games, whether that was the, the Panthers or uh, in Long Island or in Carolina. And a lot of teams, they run out to the ice, and then you just do the anthem and you move on. No, I like in Tampa Bay, there's a whole, there's a whole show. Now, for the Rays, uh, they're in St. Pete, and the fact of the matter is that a lot of people don't want to drive across the bridge. I've uh, heard that, Pete yeah. It's a, a bit of an older demographic, and – you know, a lot of the, the, the TV ratings are great for the Rays. There is strong interest in the Rays as far as staying home and watching them at the games. But Tropicana Field is not the sexiest place to play. It's an older park. There is really no draw for uh, people to go all the way from Tampa over to St. Pete. Uh, so that is that is the tough thing. That's what we're dealing with here uh, in our area. And what the owners are, are doing right now is their job, you know, they're kind of having arguments with city council to try and, you know, either move the team to Tampa mm-hmm. uh, or try to get a new stadium in St. Pete, maybe even a little closer to downtown St. Pete, which has been revitalized lately. It's beautiful down there. Love downtown St. Pete, but the Trop is is a little bit too far away where you can walk to the pier and whatnot. So, you know, overall, long story short, the Rays is kind of a, you know, a different situation versus the other you. couple of teams. But everybody loves winners, and that's no matter where you go. True. And right now, there is no bigger winner than Tampa. So everybody who's never been a sports fan before is on the bandwagon. Hmm. Again, we're joined by Evan Klosky of CBS 10 Tampa. Well, let's talk about one of those champion teams that had just showed up to camp and the defending champions, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple things I want to go with you on that before we get you out of here. Number one, now – what is the talk? What do you think the theme is around camp of what you've heard covering this team? Because keep in mind, it's, and I'm pretty sure you know this, it's very rare that a Super Bowl team pretty much brings back everybody. Okay, mm-hmm. you usually you lose guys that get want to get paid. They leave for free agency. But, you know, with that said, bringing everybody back, what is kind of the message? Because we know Tom 
and we know what makes Tom Brady the GOAT uh, tick. We know that he's gone back-to-back before in New England. But some of these other guys, especially some of these young guys on that defense that had a lot to do with winning this title, and especially on that Super Bowl Sunday against the Chiefs, what is the, Bruce Aarons, what is kind of the message that you're getting in regards to how they're trying to stay hungry and making sure a lot of guys didn't fat on the hog and they're ready to go defend that title? Because as you know, Evan, every when you're the defending champs in the Super Bowl, I say this all the time, every Sunday or every Thursday, Monday night is somebody else's Super Bowl that's playing. You play like a Super Bowl game every week in the NFL. So what is the vibe you're getting down there in regards to, you know, pretty much focus? Is it Tom that's delivering the message, Bruce, or what, what are you hearing down there so far? Yeah, you know, first and foremost, the team is saying all the right things. And, you know, it's one of those things where you take it with a grain of salt as far as what you hear because you have to see it in action. And we're only going to learn this as games start happening and they start facing everybody's best punch, especially because they were a late surger last year and nobody's ever been, you know, circling the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on their calendars. So Mike Evans even said it a couple days ago. He said when he was a rookie, he remembers playing Pittsburgh and circling that game and saying, we want to beat the champs. They know what's coming. And it is absolutely unprecedented to have this many bodies back from a Super Bowl winning team. It's never happened before to have this amount of guys back, Mm -hmm. all the starters returning. So they're prepared. And Bruce Arians said that they have not had to do installs. Now, they started from scratch as far as some fundamentals go and and making sure they don't assume anything, but they are picking up right where they left off last year because outside of a handful of players, such as the rookies or Gio Bernard, and Gio Bernard's a veteran who can catch on quickly, they do not have to explain everything again. You know, uh, Mike Evans, uh, Bruce Arians, everybody that we talk to, they say this has really just been a continuation of what they've done, and it felt like they've never left even after this offseason. So they know what's coming. Tom Brady absolutely knows what's coming. Today was actually the first day that Brady was barking at some of his guys, hmm. uh, some you know teammates going off sides or whatever it might be. Brady picks his spots. He does it very intentionally when they get on everybody else, and he absolutely has the respect of his teammates to do that. So he doesn't really – he's not a a guy who's going to light into everybody every single practice. But we were wondering when he was going to do it because Bruce Arians was not really happy with how this team has been finishing off practice the last couple of days. So he did it today. And uh, I I think this group is going to be prepared to go. Uh, That's been the running theme. And when you have the GOAT under center, uh, even if they do slip, even if they do have to learn some things along the way about protecting that title, you have the best who's ever done it, who's done it, time and time and time again to really align this group. And one thing I want to touch on before we get you out of here, because I do look forward to talk to you throughout the season, checking in with you from time to time. I mean, Tampa's going to be one of those teams that are going to be covered by a lot of people. But one of the, I guess their first maybe potential controversy or challenge that might have been put on their lap before the season started, and we talked about it on this show about a week ago, two weeks ago, when it was really news. You know, it was leaked out for whatever reason. We found out that, you know, Tom Brady was playing with pretty much a partial tone MCL or whatever. Now, of course, there was articles written. Some people were like, hey, wait a minute. Then, you know, why was he cleared to play? The league had no comment. How is that covered down there in that region? I mean, is it still a topic? Do y'all feel like y'all are waiting for the league to make a decision on that? How was that handled? Not really. I mean, mostly how we're covering it is like, holy crud. Like, this guy played an entire season on a torn MCL. And I think the, the greater picture here is, and, and this is my opinion, I don't know what the league has to do. I know there's precedent from the league, so if they came down, it is what it is. I don't expect anything to be, you know, 
grandiose in that decision-making. But the fact is Tom Brady never missed a practice. He never missed a game. He was never in question of missing a practice, and he was never in question of missing a game. So the whole point to me, as far as injury reports are concerned, is that the other team is aware of a situation where a player is possibly not going to suit up on Sunday because that is information that is necessary for the opponent to prepare for the game on Sunday and not be thrown a curveball. The opponent doesn't need to know what leg Tom Brady is playing on injured. In fact, I think it's actually um, a problem if you're just listing injuries that people have or things that they're dealing with so that other teams know what area of the body to attack. The difference is if Tom Brady was not suiting up for a practice or not suiting up for a game and that was ever in question, they have to absolutely write that down on the injury report. But in my opinion, if he's playing and he's practicing and there were no restrictions ever on him in practice and, you know, taking time off, then what, what's wrong with that? You know, everybody fights through injuries and, you know, Tom Brady's was obviously more severe in nature, but if, you know, nobody has a tighter circle than Tom Brady and some of the, you know, I shouldn't even say some, a lot of the players, especially mostly on the, the defensive side of the ball, had no idea the severity of the injury. He kept it quiet, and he, he refused for his teammates to ever think about him. Um, so, you know, not really a big story for us uh, down okay. here. It's just one of those things. If the NFL comes down and they make a, a, a ruling on it, it is what it is. Um, but beyond that, uh, you know, at least from, from my vantage point, I, I don't necessarily know what the big deal is because I don't think an opponent – was sacrificed prior to game day without that knowledge. I, I don't think it mattered. He that's a good well, and uh, that, that, I mean, that's some up. point. That's some good points. Well, Evan, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule, man, to talk to us today. And I definitely look uh, forward to uh, getting you on throughout the season to kind of check on the Bucks and this whole run of defense title to see if Tom's going to get number eight. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you need me, and, and uh, ship me some torchy tacos if you got some time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Evan, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. All right, have a good one. All right, man. All right, Evan Koloski of CBS 10 Tampa. That's a good point about, you know, there was never in question that Tom was going to play. It was never in doubt. I knew we were up against it, but I would if we had more time, I would have told him, yeah, but the guys in the desert want to know. The guys on the desert want to know. I mean, that's, you know, that's still that whole world has to come together, but that's going to be more of a bigger deal. But I would say those guys in the desert want to know. Probably at least would have had Tampa, probably a couple shades different. On probably You knew Tom was kind of playing with that. But, you know, they'll button it up. Maybe there's nothing that comes out of it. Listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. No smut on my rep. Last time that I checked, I was selling s in the set. Make a quarter meal, no sweat. Last time that I checked. I'm the street's voice out west. Legendary self-made. All right, back here on the sports grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky. Don't forget to go to their website at hazelskyonline.com. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Brewster's Backyard Ice House, home of the free popcorn seven days a week. Also, they're home of the 475, you call it, happy hour as well. That is Brewster's Backyard Ice House, official sponsor of the sports grind. Um, all right, moving on. Moving on. Um, we got some Olympics to get to, but also what I wanted to talk to you about um, NFL, just some other notes. Um, 
quarterback, rookie quarterback for the Jets, Zach Wilson, did not show up yesterday because he's still getting his contract done. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, you got to get your money. I don't know who his agent is. But look, you're going to a place where a lot of people think quarterbacks go to die anyway. Okay? You're coming from BYU, had a hell of a hell of a season. Um, but I don't know, you know, this is a team that's in a rebuild. They've got a rookie head coach, uh, just went through a tragic situation and losing nap. Their, you know, their uh, assistant head coach uh, through a motorcycle accident just last week. He passed away. There's some things that you're going to learn. There's a learning curve with the NFL. And, you know, we saw what it looked like last year with um, no camps, uh, barely OTAs, uh, really no preseason. So we know how that affected people, especially rookies. Um, I just think that, you know, what was Zach? Number two overall, right? Yeah. Zach went two overall. I would I'd be surprised. I mean, I'm kind of surprised that this contract's not done unless his agent's really trying to project and trying to get something that's groundbreaking for Rick. I don't know. I mean, there's only so much the rookies can make this cap scale that they're on. I don't know if this guaranteed money maybe, but I just thought I was I was kind of surprised to see um, that he wasn't there for opening a camp and it was trying to get this contract done. Well, you look at two quarterbacks – Kind of earlier in the the show, talking about Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and looking at how the two have seen similar situations. Right. Zach's camp could just be trying to prevent him from being the next Darnold. Okay, you know, in terms of you come in for two years, you're back out, big market, high expectations. We want to make sure we at least get paid and have an opportunity to compete. And that, and and there was a lot of like hesitancy about putting him at the number two just because of coming out of BYU and, and, and a smaller school, a smaller program, lesser competition. I hear you, I, but the only way that his agents, the only way that he can not become the next Darnold is basically depending on what the Jets' front office look like. It's really out of right. his control. I mean, Darnold, that's why we're going to find out what Darnold's about in Carolina. I think he's wor- walking in probably a healthier situation from an organization standpoint. That's number one. The jet situation is very messy. Woody up there. I mean, Woody was even involved in some politic investigation, something like that. Hadn't really been on the scene for the last year or two when it comes to the Jets. He hadn't been that face. But really, his agent can't really, you know, prevent him becoming the next Sam Darnold because that's that's up to the front office. Are we going to run with some competence? Are we going to run like we know what we're doing? I, I think he'll. I think this will get done soon. I don't think this is going to be any type of major uh, holdout. I just wanted to bring it up because it's hardly rare that you know, especially the one or two quarterback is not really signed by this time in this age where there's a cap. Now, like, you know, remember, um, you know, what was my man's name? Um, Former Rams, former OU quarterback. Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. Mike Taylor's brother. Looks just like Taylor. Taylor looks just like Sam Bradford. His brother. He was the last one. (laughs) He likes it. This is the He was the last one that got the big deal. And then after that, Oh, no, hell no. We got to put a cap on this thing. So it's going to get done. Speaking of number one, two quarterbacks, Mr. Trevor Lawrence, have you heard uh, Garden Minshew with the mustache? Have you heard how greasy he's been talking lately? Minshew said, hey, number two is not an option. I'm competing to win this job. He was on a podcast thinking like that. Garden, let me tell you something. Minshew's talking like that for a reason. And the re- even though it's just, you know, whatever, trying to get his Twitter follow-up, trying to basically – get his numbers up, shock value, trend, whatever the case may be. But I remember touching on this a couple months ago because he made a comment. 
I believe Garden is talking like that because believe it or not, Urban Meyer, don't be surprised if Urban Meyer does not start Trevor Lawrence week one or early. I know people might be thinking, Calvin, you're crazy, blasphemy. I'm not saying he's not. But remember, Urban Meyer a few months ago said, hey, you know what? I'm not going to throw him out there just to throw him out there. This is a guy that's got a lot of control in this organization. Okay? Hell, he even thought he could go ahead and uh, hire a, a racist strength and conditioning coach, and nobody would know it. Okay? He, Urban has, you know, he bought back Tebow off the couch. Like, hey, man, I know you ain't played four years. Oh, well, come on, buddy. Games will stick together. All right? Let me borrow some brown sugar, by the way. The neighbors. Urban's got the clout. If Urban don't think, and keep in mind, the way he's done in Ohio State, this is a guy that's been a quarterback, quote-unquote whisperer, Alex Smith at Utah, all this. Urban doesn't see he's ready or he gets into camp and say, man, our offensive line is trash. Don't be surprised. I'm, you're going to see Trevor Lawrence in 2021. That's not what I'm saying. Gardens had Minshew's having some fun, but I think Minshew is talking this up because he's been a character, but I think Minshew is basically understanding, like, look, you know, I might be able to showcase my talents for a free agent next year if I can get two games in week one or two. But if they get in camp and that offensive line don't look right, we don't know this and that. I know they got this, you know, running back out of Clemson and all that. Urban's got the clout no matter what that fan base up there, no matter what they want to see sunshine. Urban to sit there and sit that kid a couple weeks if he need be. When I heard Garden talking about this the last couple of days and he doubled down a day on it, I'm like, man, this guy might, Urban might have told him, hey, be ready just in case. That's my opinion. We'll see how it plays out. 736-976. You listen to the Sports Crime Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, broadcasting here from the Rounders Card Club Studios. This next segment is going to be sponsored by Beto's. If you're looking for an alternative to Mexican food, Beto's is the place. Been celebrating for serving great food in San Antonio for over 25 years. Also, keep in mind, Monday through Saturday, you can get breakfast as well. They serve breakfast from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. as well, too. Nice family atmosphere, nice patio located right off of Broadway. That is Beto's official sponsor of the sports crime. Um, all right, a couple other things here uh, that we'll roll on to get through before we get out of here on this Tuesday. Um, speaking of NFL, Couple notes I wanted to touch on this yesterday, but another reason why I think Michael Thomas, wide receiver of the Saints, should be killed for or thrown on the bus. They're they're bringing in Logan, Chris Logan, former Patriots, the guy that was supposed to be the Danny Amendola lookalike or clone. This is what he's put the Saints in position to do. Just totally crapped on his organization, who gave him a big bag last year, by the way. 
who decided to have ankle surgery in April. No, excuse me. And I think it was in May or somewhere around the, yeah, like in May or June, just this past month. Come on. What you got, Sam? It was June. June. Yeah, right, because April, I'm thinking April's when his ass should have had it. He had it in June. And I talked about this a few days ago. I'm only bringing it up. not going to spend much time on it, but it's just show that's why I ripped his ass because he didn't basically crapped on a Super Bowl coach, one of the best that we've got in our game, Drew Brees, and, and this is one of those they gave you the back, and you didn't even go through a nasty negotiation, man. And I've got Michael Thomas as one of my top two three at least receivers in the game. I love Michael Thomas. He's wrong for this. This is that whole shackle, get hurt on company time, heal on company time. Bullcrap, and also, I'm telling you this, he won't admit it to it, Michael Thomas is punting on this season. Drew Brees retired. Jameis Winston's trying to fight to see if he's even going to stay in this league or go sell insurance. Got my money. Whatever, man. I don't want to go through camp, this and that. I'll see y'all week eight, week seven. Because the Saints are forced to take this with gloves. When he gets healthy, they can't. They got a lot of money invested in him. They just can't trot him out there. And you're playing in the division with the Super Bowl champions. Disgusting. Disappointing you, Mike. Disappointing you. Hogan. Chris Hogan. That's what they're having to do. You know? Come on, Michael. You're supposed to be helping the brother out, man. Jameis, you're supposed to help him out, man. You just crapped on him. Jameson lost weight. His cheeks are all thin. He's got rid of the Gary Coleman cheeks. Rest in peace, Gary. He's got risk of those cheeks, and he's, he's, he's ready to go. He said he's went through Hartford School of Quarterback and sitting behind Drew Brees. And this is what Michael Thomas does to him. Whatever. Moving on. Frank Wright, we learned that he basically are going to miss at least maybe the first week of Colts training camp. He showed up, tested positive COVID-19. He's double vaccinated. So the question that I had to Jonas is like with the league statement, wonder if this happens during the season. And Frank Wright is the super spreader, the head coach that's double vaccinated, but he's a super spreader that spreads this amongst the team. And now all of a sudden the Colts have to forfeit and the other team is forfeit out of game checks. But, hey, he's double vaccinated, but he still was a super spreader. But if you look at the letter of the law from the memo that the NFL released – it's if a game is canceled or postponed because a club cannot play due to a COVID spike among or resulting from its non-vaccinated players or staff, then the burden of the cancellation or delay will fall on the club experiencing the COVID infection. So if he is double vaccinated, he has his card and he can say, look, double vaxxed and it stems from him through contact tracing then there is no penalty. There is it is going to probably fall under the protocol of last year, where anybody contact tracing who's testing positive, it's the you got to pass or you got to have two negatives within a ten day span before you can play again. We're falling back into that, but that would not be effective because it's saying you did your part, you did what we asked of you. They're, the NFL is asking everybody to get vaccinated. You did that. We understand that these are unprecedented times we're still figuring and working our way through this but you took the you took the initiative to try and prevent passing this along and when you look at the cdc side of things you're like 90 percent less likely to transmit the disease if you've had the double vaccination if you or if you're completely vaccinated whether you had the single with johnson and johnson or double with pfizer it's like 90 percent 
Well, that 10% is hitting a lot because the ones that I did, the publicized cases of the COVID situation, I've heard from Rich Eisen to now to Frank Wright. There's a couple other, they've been vaccinated. My whole point right, of this. But 98%, 98% of the cases out there where people are in hospitals are stemming from those who are unvaccinated. And that's another right. CDC but number. But the reason why I'm bringing this up, though, is them in that letter of the law you just read saying that non-vaccinated. So the point meaning is, is that you're throwing the impression these non-vaccinated dudes that don't really want to get it for their own reasons, and you're putting on them like you're going to be the reason why this spreads when technically, now I understand some of CDC saying if you're vaccinated, the less likely you are to spread it. But it doesn't mean you can't. So the whole point, I just like, again, it's just another example of me just bringing up again, in my opinion. I know you feel a certain way. I know Sam feels a certain right. way that the NFL just ringing with a heavy hand. And again, this story's not over. And this also comes from a team that's only 50% vaccinated, too, at their head coach. Towards the bottom of the league, yeah. Bottom, it's the worst. 14 the clubs you know? that have at least 85. Yeah. But I think there's an alternative out there, Calvin, that hopefully teams start to piece together. Where even if you don't want to get the needle, you don't want to get vaccinated, then you're going to have to go under forced quarantine. We'll, we'll get you a hotel close to the facilities. You got to wear your mask around, but it's going to be like living in the ESPN bubble. You're going to have to take two tests when we transfer. We're going to have to put you on a separate plane or on a separate bus because we can't lose the money. And the, your teammates don't want to lose paychecks. If you don't want to get the, if you don't want to get the shot, that's fine. We're respecting that. But you've got to take other initiatives, and I can't just trust you to go out to the grocery store and stuff and be on your own and say that you're practicing safe uh, protocols. Yeah, I mean, just looking at the training camp protocols right now, like the guys on the Cowboys that haven't been vaccinated aren't even – they have to eat alone, segre- like separate from the rest of the team that has – like there's already within training camp protocols, they're already basically doing what you're suggesting by – quarantining the non-vaccinated players from the rest of the team and only having them there for practice. Right. It's just going to become more difficult during the season. As you get into the travel, as you get into hotel rooms, you're going to end up playing for two charter planes to move everybody. But the, the owners will eat that expense at not losing the advertising inventory and having their team out there on the field. The next Ticket week, sales the money. and all that. Exactly. Exactly. They'll well, eat that private charter. It might come back on you. Or they might try to negotiate with the Players Association to get some of that back in the long run. But there's an alternative out there to where you don't have to get the shot. If you know, Understanding it's a personal decision, religion, whatever it is. But you might just have to face different circumstances. And we know how hard quarantining was on the NBA guys in the bubble. So because I don't want to put this in my body, I got to be punished to be away from my family. You're not being punished. It's just you you live with the consequences of your decisions. Okay. And it's not saying that you have to do something. That's what I'm that It's an alternative. Okay. All right. We'll move on. Because like I said, the more I talk about this, eventually the day I f- I'm fair that I'm going to talk myself into this. I'm going to talk myself into COVID. I'm not even trying to be funny because it's a serious thing, but I just feel like I'm I'm not even a guy with bad karma. Sometimes, you know, karma here and there, but I just think, like, the more I talk about it, the more that people feel like I'm anti-vaccinated, basically it's going to come down to, like, yo, man. But you practice Calvin, safely. They're gonna be like, I'm around you I, I see those are the people that are the Beasleys of the world that are really screwing up for everybody. The you people that don't want to get vaccinated. Yeah, microphone. I'm like that. I'm not one of those yeah. now that all, oh, vaccine and not walk around like, no. But I just need to stop talking because eventually I'm going to get it and be like, damn, Calvin left the show too? <laughs> Nah, man, this karma bit his ass. 
But I'm going to stop talking about it. But I'm going to try to avoid it and hope it gets out of the news and we can just play some football. 736-976. You listen to the Sports Crime. We'll be back. All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Sandspin, the one and twos. Today's show was presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop, San Antonio's number one premier upscale smoke shop. And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words are key to any cocktail, and that's Zing Zang. And now they offer uh, different flavors in pina colada, strawberry, margarita, or you can just add your favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, real quick before we get out of here, uh, new show host announcement should be coming in the next 24 to 48 hours. Um, you know, uh, just basically just getting some paperwork and stuff finalized, and I'll be announcing that, so stay tuned for that. Um, also, real quick before we get out of here, too, um, as you know, the men's tonight, U.S. Olympics, men's USA basketball is back in effect. They play Iran. They're 40-point favorites tonight. And for the record, I don't even cap. I don't even do nothing with spreads in any sport that high. I can't stand that. But just to let you know, they're 40-point favorites. I think they should win this game easily. But Jonas in there, I don't know if size is an issue. Iran got side. I told you, I said, let them lose tonight, and there's no docket tomorrow. Okay? There won't be any other talk. There won't be. We're in the, we won't be no camp talk. They lose. They're not losing Iran. Okay, it's not happening. I'm talking about when you get to the middle. I know you're. That's good. So we you got losing Nigeria you got the, either. You got the pop. You know, Project Spurs. You've been covered. You pop has got you with the proper fear. You respect your opponent. Proper fear. That's what pop preaches. Also, speaking of Olymp- Olympics, um, Simone. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't know. I got a couple texts and messages on this. I told you earlier that women's gymnastics they finished with the silver. Uh, they didn't win the team competition. She withdrew. Now, in her press conference after, she used the words like, I've never felt this way. I haven't been in this situation with the pressure. I've got a few messages from people in social media. I got a couple texts from friends say, oh, what is this? Come on, this and this. Now, I don't know if this is going around the mental health issue part, if she went there. But if it's that, like, y'all know me. Like, I'll tell you exactly how I feel. I don't care if it's about the LGBT. I don't care if it's about transgenders. I don't care if it's about the border. But when it comes to mental health, that's one of those that I can't, like, if she says it, she says it. But you brought before we go to the phones, you brought up a good point with this. If this is what this is about in the mental, when she talks about pressure, and I've never been this way. And keep in mind, this is a girl that we consider in this country and abroad as the GOAT. Right. She's the GOAT at this. But what was your kind of spin on this real quick? Well, it's just like one of those things that if if you're not mentally fully in there, and I think that she's feeling herself too. She had the GOAT symbol on her one uniform at mm-hmm. the trials and everything like that. But if you're not fully in on gymnastics, which requires intense focus you're out there on the balancing beam True. you're doing flips you're going across the floor and you pull your you pull your mind away with a second of doubt in the middle of your routine it can go bad you can end you up can killing yourself really paralyzed yourself. or whatever yeah. yeah and so if you're not fully in there able to compete on that stage then yeah if your mind's not in it it's just like football you got to step on that when you step that sideline everything has to go out because if you're thinking then, then you can put yourself, you're slowing your speed down, your reaction time. Get seriously hurt. And you can get seriously hurt. So, yeah. I, I mean, it, it sucks. You lose the gold medal, 
and the standings and all that kind more of detail, jazz. More but. detail will come out. Let's let's go to the phones real quick before we get out of here. Got to make fun. Let's go to AD. AD on the sports crown here on Ticket 760. What's up, AD? Okay, Cal. Uh, it's been a while, but you know what? Uh, she has the most goals ever, and, and she's at, at a very young age, okay? Mm. I mean, short of retirement, anything short of retirement, I mean, there's more to come and, and maybe many more to come. But, Matt, aren't there alternates? I mean, don't they have, like, girls there that are waiting in case anybody gets hurt? I think so. They have some alternates. But she's the biggest face in the sport. And when you withdraw like this in a medal round, it's going to be some attention drawn to it and speculation. But, yeah. Yeah, but maybe she, maybe she gave, uh, you know, somebody a chance or maybe she has a friend that, that might get a chance. Never, never gonna, that might never, ever get, get to compete at that level. And, uh, and I think she gave the team the opportunity to, to kind of step it up without her. Hmm. All right, AD. Thanks for the phone call. Um, what you got, Sam? I will say, uh, kind of build a piggybacking off of what AD was saying. There's video that's come out where it's her telling the rest of her teammates that she's not going to continue participating, and she literally, in the video, is telling them like, "I've, you know, I've been here. I know what this feels like. This is all y'all's first Olympics. Like, go out there and kick ass." So, I mean, she was. So you think this is one where she made? We're going to find out. She took one for the team, trying to be the not no. I think it, I think it was. I think it was definitely the. I mean, her protecting her mental health, but okay. at the same time being the leader that she is of okay. that gymnastics team. Yeah, I'm glad you gave some insight on that. Like I said, more news will come out of this over the next few days. But I know everybody's a lightning rod when they say, "Oh, well, mental health," because we're get, even though we're still not all the way educated about mental health, and we're just at least acknowledging that this is a real problem. It's a disease, just like a, an alcoholic or anything, and we've finally accepted it. And I'm all down for that. I think at the same time we're getting in that uncharted territory where now people are like. Uh, not all, but there's a portion of people thinking like, are you just saying that? Like, come on, you know, that we're going to go through that period. And I think when you hear this girl back out in the middle rounds and I didn't know what was for, and you know, this is Olympics, man. There's some people that still take pride in that red, white, and blue say, Hey man, we want to be the best. And this girl's been the goat. She's got a lot of endorsements. I'm glad Sam put that light on there because we will probably find out that this was an opportunity. Like she was just not right. Who knows? It could have been something going on with personal. She could have found something out back home. She just wasn't right. Well, and what's the benefit of questioning someone that is coming out and telling you, like, hey, like, I'm doing this for my mental health? Like, w what do you gain by attacking them for that? That's a good point. I agree. But, you know, this is that, but this is this crazy society we have oh, right no now. No question. Man. It's no, like it's a, score yeah. points for your side, for sure. Yeah, I agree. But I hope she's all right. You know, silver wasn't gold, but. You know, I'll be, I'll be, you know, want to see that video later, but hopefully this can be a positive spin on it. And you, and those people that fight it every day that don't have the platform she does or Zaka, they need people like that to bring awareness to right. it, so they're comfortable to go talk to their counselor, talk to their teacher, or whatever. We're talking about the kids too now. All right, man, that's a wrap. Special thanks to producer of the show Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Sam Spin the One and Twos, San Antonio Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people of Tyler, people in the Shot City, people down the old 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, where you hit the snooze button before you were out the rack. Just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See you tomorrow. All right, we're here with Nina, who is hosting a little Tuesday get-together. And she has gone all out. Yep, she's done the fancy charcuterie thing. <gasps> Look at those solid maple serving boards. So classy. And those gold room side plates. Gorgeous. Oh, you're absolutely right. And she got it all at Marshall's for way less. Even the cheese? 
No, not the cheese. But that to die for sequin top. Marshalls? Yep, Marshalls. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at Marshalls. 